Yo, 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 baby. Welcome back to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. As usual, I'm Oz. And, woof, what a good month it's been in Queensland, man. <laughs> it's been a fucking great time. Let's get all into that. Let's talk about what's been going on, what's coming up next. Um, but before we get into that, Let's let's see where they're at, dude. Where are the San Jose earthquakes right now? I am recording. It is October 20th. The quakes are 6, 7, and 6, 7th place in the Western Conference, currently clinging, clinging to one of the final playoff spots, four, point, four points, three points above Vancouver, which comes into play on Saturday because that's their next opponent. We will definitely get into that, but... Uh, yeah, at the moment, Quakes, 7th place, 24 points in the playoffs, 4-1-1 one, one in their last six matches, um, including a draw to Seattle, which, of course, we will get into, which, of course, the Seattle people wanted to push to the side. Like, that didn't really happen. But to me, that was huge, and uh, we'll definitely get into that. But how about that, dude? How about that? The Quakes, the, the what is it? The flood or drought quakes continue. And right now, it's flooding, baby. It is flooding. Uh, again, they are 4-1-1. They are one one. They, I'm trying to, it's only taking a while because I'm trying to, I think I went a week, an extra week or four or five days. Dude, there's so many matches now. I can't tell how many matches or what matches have gone on since the last time I was on. But I definitely don't, I definitely know I can at least start for sure with the four to nothing drubbing, right? Is that what the British people say? Drubbing of Galaxy. Beautiful. Fucking beautiful. Like, uh, Connie says in Big Mouth, no notes. Jeez, <laughs> that, that felt great. That felt great. Not only was it a very good win, a four to nothing win. Come on, that's the Quakes don't get those very often. It was against Galaxy. I know Galaxy is struggling. I know Chicharito is not what he's supposed to be. But anytime you fucking throttle your your fucking rival feels good. I'm telling you as, as a fan, I'm speaking as a fan right now. I, I love, I love classicals. Of course, classicals are one of my, one of my favorite matches of ones I look forward to. But when the, when the quakes smack, I mean, cause it's, it's really rare. I've said it before. It, it's rare either way. It's, it's actually pretty rare for like for galaxy to come in or, or, Whenever just to beat Quakes, the Quakes, uh, four to nothing. When it comes to, and dude, that's, I don't care who the fuck you got, Robbie Keane, David Beckham, fucking Ronaldo, Messi, whoever the fuck you want to throw on Galaxy. I don't give a fuck who's playing on Galaxy. When they play the Quakes, it's going to be close. It's going to be fucking close. The, the Quakes can have one, not one match, not scored one fucking goal the whole season. And Galaxy could be undefeated, smashing all of their opponents. When they play the Quakes, it's going to be a fucking close match. It's just how it is. It's It's been going on for 
in MLS since day one, since 96, it's been happening. It, and and it's been happening because before that, that's just what it is. If you're from this area, I mean, it's not really that big of a deal. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm not going to not go to L.A. Or if I someone says they're from L.A., I'm not going to give them shit. You know, like, it, it's a it's a fun, jokey thing. You know, like, it, it's not a real serious thing. Push comes to shove. They're fucking Californians. Like, I'm fucking, I represent California. Um, but they're shitty sports fans. And they don't know that, and they don't admit that. So you have to give them shit. Uh, so, so yeah. So for any team to fucking beat the shit out of another team is just, is just in this derby or derby. Stop saying fucking derby, American sportscasters. If you're gonna say derby, you have to commit all fucking English. All fuck. Go with the accent. You can't just say, they take Darby, they take Golazo. You can't just take the cool words, man. We And I'm not just saying that to be like, don't take words. I'm saying we can come up with cool words. We're fucking Americans. We invented cool. Like, I know our soccer league and our national team is not as developed, but it's work, It's getting there. It's getting much better. But it's fucking embarrassing to me still when we still try to suck up to fucking European fans or oh I don't think European fans would do that fuck them what the fuck about what European fans would do I'm an American I'm an American soccer fan this is an American soccer league again in the sense that it, it that's what I think is cool the fact it's an American soccer league and America is the country where everyone can come from all over the world and be Americans and and I know nowadays, oh my God, you don't even get into politics that could turn into a fucking fight. But this country still, at least it theoretically, metaphorically, in our hearts, this is still that country where anyone that has nowhere to go, they can come here and and have a good life or some kind of life or better life than where they are. And I didn't mean to turn this into a big patriotic, <laughs> a big patriotic speech or whatever, but I don't know. Sometimes it, it baffles me at how we, we fall for this shit that our league is, is some kind of broken weak league and it'll always be there. Is it one of the best leagues in the world? Fuck no, of course not. It's not even one of the best leagues on the fucking, in this part, in this hemisphere, in this continent, whatever you want to say, including North and South America is one continent. MLS is not nowhere near the top of the soccer leagues just in, in that. Let's be fucking real, you know. But to to not realize that it's only going to get better and it's only going to get more organized and as gross as this is, there's only going to go more money or it's going to get thrown into it, which means upgraded facilities, which means upgraded players, which means, again, upgraded potential style of play. And so it, all this is going to happen. All this is going to happen whether the Euro snobs want it or not, whether us American fans want it or not. It's it's a market this this country is a capitalist country we look for new markets to exploit to make money on and i don't mean exploit again like oh we're gonna fuck them over as exploit as in there is money to be made here and there is money to be made in the united states by creating a competitive domestic league 
Bottom line. That's all there is to it. What that domestic league is, what it looks like, how it's structured, how, you know, the free agency, all all that minutia. I don't even know if that's how you use that word. It just seems, right? Like little small like thingies. That shit's low-level shit. Who the fuck cares? I don't give a fuck how the fuck free agency works. Figure that out. Figure that out with the union, with the teams. But the fact is that there is going to be a popular soccer league in this country. A domestic one. Fucking Premier League, La Liga, Liga Mekis, League One, fucking Serie A, whatever the hell you want to talk about. None of those can have such an impact that they will completely saturate the American market and take all the dollars available. They have to have a presence here. And guess what? None of those fucking leagues are putting any teams here because that's fucking silly. The closest league in the world to be able to do that, as far as I know, is the NFL, who is desperately trying to put a team in London because for the same fucking reason. Logistics of the London team, how the players will live, passports, uh, fucking prices, a flight, all that shit. None of that matters. What matters is that there is a ton of money to be made by putting a professional NFL team in London. So they're going to fucking do it. So anyway, getting back to that. Major League Soccer is going to continue to get better. It's going to continue to grow whether anyone likes it or not, whether the diehard supporters or the fucking ultimate haters, those people are meaningless in this giant beast of capitalism in the United States, which means that a domestic league has to work. So that being said, all that negative stuff, now that everyone's pretending just being like, oof, well that sucked fucking embrace it embrace it let those fucking Euro snobs talk their shit about their fucking four team league or four competitive team league that has fucking 20, 23 teams in it come on, La, La Liga is fucking boring most of the time um, dude let them talk their shit. Who cares? Who could stop trying to impress them? Stop trying to fucking impress them. Stop trying to go. That's not what they would do. That's not what they would cheer. That's not what. Who fuck cares? Fuck them. Fuck them. They they're they're meaningless in in this whole scheme. And it's fucked up because so are we. But it's we we're lucky in that this league is here. This league is in our house. This is, oh, in fucking England, you grow up with your local team, and that's what we want. That, guess what? That's not what we have here. But we're going to have very competitive, very fun soccer in a lot of major cities. And then with the whole other bullshit of the pyramid, how that starts falling apart or falling together, other cities that don't have the ability to attract um, a major league soccer team. And, dude, the, the way fucking baseball restructured their thing, a bunch of, right there, like limiting the number of farm teams that, that professional teams can have. They're fucking, cities are losing baseball teams left and right. Baseball is, is uh, the younger people, they don't really care. It's still a, a regionally very popular sport. If you live in one of the cities that there's a baseball team, the team is probably doing very well, but outside of that, nobody gives a fuck. Um, and so nobody's going to go 
in Bakersfield to go watch a baseball team, but you can definitely find a lot of people to go watch a semi-professional soccer team. And then a team that is directly affiliated to LA Galaxy. Again, and I'm not saying I, I, I like that system. I fucking hate that that's how it's going. And that's how it looks like like it's headed. Um, I so, uh, hope, Hopefully, as long as this leads to more players being found, being put in the system, um, I'm all for that. And as I say that, I realize I am just going on a wild-ass tangent. I fucking went a patriotic... <laughs> I don't know. I, I've been holding that in, and I just want to say that, like, it, it just trips me out. Where people are like, "Well, Europeans wouldn't do this, and these people wouldn't do." It. Who fucking cares? Who cares if they're watching the matches? Well, I mean, I guess that matters to sell shit, like TV rights and stuff. But I don't know. Who cares? Who cares that we don't have fifty thousand people at every fucking game? Who cares? Let's make up our own shit. How, how it's, what's fun for us? What's fun for us? And then what is fun in a two hour soccer match at a fucking smaller stadium? Let's make our own fucking history, man. Um, and speaking of history, the Quakes beat the shit out of Galaxy. <laughs> Dude, how about that? Uh, again, Nick Lima with the brace coming out of the right back position. Get out of here, kid. Get out of here. Uh man. I I'm a big Nick Lima supporter. I, I like him. I, I was a supporter of him when um I mean when he was fighting for the national team and I I mean he's still you know, depending on how he's playing, he's still he'll still be in that mix. He's still that good. But I honestly felt I, I don't know. I, I I don't know this personally. I don't know the, either of these two personally, but I, somehow I just feel that Lima and Almeida just can't get each other. I, I, I think that it's both of them. It's, it's one of those things where, like, you know you know somebody, and you're like, fuck, dude, like, you dislike me, and I kind of have a thing for you. Not a thing for you, but, like, I have a dislike for you, but... I don't know, maybe like we had a bad introduction or something, but it was like, it's something like, I know that we would get along, but something has happened in our interactions that we can't discuss or we can't drop. We can't get over. And I mean, it's probably a huge thing is the language barrier. But to me, I felt that so like, dude, Lima is better than this. He's more flexible. He can change, you know, he can, you know, he got put at left back, was not happy, usually on the right. And and at some point last season, he had figured it out. He seemed like he was he was jumping on, but then it didn't, you know, at the end of the season and everybody was tired at that point. But I, I especially, Lima to me looked frustrated and looked like he would just look over at the bench like, dude, how do you not see this? How do you not understand what I'm trying to tell you? Um, but so I, I I was happy to see him get two goals. I was happy to see him get two goals. He Almeida finally switched him over, put him on the right, switched Tommy over to the left. Um, Tommy does not give a fuck. Tommy is just happy that he gets to be on the pitch. 
after doing all those fucking tricks at halftime in the on the fucking pitch for three years. It seemed like four years. I mean, he maybe was he at Buckshot? I can't remember. I think yeah, I think it was one season at Buckshot with Tommy, and he was already doing them little fucking. Everybody would see him do that, and I would always be like, dude, that's not that's not all soccer is. You can't just do all those flips and all that shit. You don't really do that in the match. People were like, play this guy, play this guy. We need a goal scorer. And I just, fuck, he didn't have that. He didn't have that weight on his foot to really, really, you know, really be a threat as a goal scorer. So he kind of languished. And then on May, that went like, hey, fool, what if we throw you at right back? <laughs> You know how you want to be a badass goal scorer? What if we throw you at right back? And to Tommy's credit, he was like, fuck it, I'll try. And he got whooped. He got worked for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then now it's what it it's gotta grow. It's legend has to continue growing. But that that quick interview at the end of the match after another I don't know who they got their ass handed them to them by, but it's just another fucking ass kicking. And they, they're talking to, you know, CSN. I, I think it's, it's Daniel Slayton was asked him something. And Tommy was just like, he just looked into the camera and was like, we're going to figure this out. Like I, we, you know, I promise this to the fans. I don't I mean I'm paraphrasing. I don't want to speak exactly for him, but it was something along those lines. We all know. We've all we all saw it. We all know about it. But he was like, "We're gonna figure this out," and that is when they went on their fucking streak where they were the hottest team in the league for several weeks there. And like I've said before, to me, that was also Tommy telling the fans and himself. I will figure out this right back position. Not, I mean, he didn't say that, but he, he talked about the team, how they would figure out the system. But I felt that that was him personally also saying he understood that there was doubts and questions of him being a right back and he was getting worked and the team was just fucking giving up goals left and right. And everybody was questioning Almeida's tactics. And then Tommy figured it the fuck out. And now Tommy is a pretty respectable right back. He has a lot of drawbacks. He is not uh everyday MLS starter. I mean, I, or at least should not be for a, a contending team, I don't think. I mean, as much as I love the dude. Um, but but shit, you know, he he some of he defends and he's gotten so much better at defending and he's made some really crucial fucking stops, but he also brings to you that added offensive ability where all again i fuck i got i'm going to get a press pass cuz i it's fucking bugging me that i can only watch him on tv cuz i want to see what is really happening i mean obviously all of a sudden lima and thompson are fucking way up high on the offense they're pressing hard but that to me makes the the counterattack so much more, you know, it, again, leaves them way more open to that because those guys are pretty fast and they they can defend. But the Quakes haven't been giving up that that opportunity that, that, that they haven't been giving up the ball fast and then 
chasing their fucking opponent. Is what I'm trying to get at. And it's like, how you you didn't get a new defender? You your your center backs are still the same. Um, so I'm like, what the fuck? I would love to see the whole pitch and what is going on, but what I'm seeing is for sure the. JT Marcinkowski and I know you can go back and you can criticize me for sure because I was like the kid's not ready uh, Vega for as bad as he is is still we're protecting the kid fuck no Marcinkowski is ready and he's been exceptional he's been more than better and a big part of why the Quakes are playing that confident is because of him it's got it that's i mean it all starts from there literally and and the way the quakes play it all starts the the quakes if the quakes have a a a, a keeper with good feet their what they want to do on offense works better and they could start it farther back and it lets them build up speed and then when they build up speed that that's when they're very dangerous and but when they build up that speed, that's where again when the the counterattack happens, that's where it's dangerous because you got all the momentum going at the opposite goal, and so so then I'm like, okay, it can't all be Martzenkowski, but then on top of that, so you add in fucking Judson who's playing out of his fucking mind as well. He he, I don't know how he's in every play. Has anyone looked that up? Can someone look that up? How how the fuck can he be in every play? But he is. And having that confidence in Judson, who, like I've said, he's my favorite player right now. Um, he's been my favorite because I was so critical of him last season. I I didn't he just seemed like someone that couldn't fit. He was like Andy Rios, and I'll I'll try to get to it. I know I've been on going on tangents this episode, but he he reminds me a lot of like kind of like what Andy Rios is going through right now, and so Judson came in, looked completely lost. At some point, figured himself out, figured the system out. I don't know what combination of the both, and then he became the the best again mid- midfielder. He became that. Right when they let Godoy go, I was like, "What are you doing? That dude can get some. Every once in a while, he can get some freaking great passes in, and he's fearless on defense. That's that you. What the fuck? You gave up a franchise player at that point. That's what I was thinking. And then Judson started playing, and I was like, "See what the fuck, dude? Godoy would have at least got a yellow card on some of these, not giving up a fucking goal." And I was upset. I was questioning Almeida. I was questioning the front office. I was questioning what the fuck Judson was doing out there. And then he figured it out, and he fucking became my favorite player. And he's still my favorite player. And he's been, I, I believe, you know, you at Marcinkowski's confidence on his feet and in the goal. I mean, one, one slightly over one goal per game since he's come in. Um and and then Judson, who, if you you know if you got all your momentum going at the opposite goal, you give it up somehow. You know you're gonna have Judson come back, and and slow shit down and allow your defense to set itself. And then 
then that takes the pressure off of Yule, and Jackson Yule could could do what he does best, and just also kind of run around the midfield there, either creating havoc when the, the other team's on offense or fucking finding that open guy because he could still fucking pass like a motherfucker. And, and, and again, and he's not pressured to have to be up there being part of the attack. He can focus on being in the middle, kind of, again, being that quarterback type person, kind of pushing everybody around and, and then when you go to the very front, to the offense, you put, then you have Andy Rios, who's been put into that ten number ten role that Magnus was was playing. And f- again, I have right here in my notes, and like as much as I freaking cannot figure out Andy Rios, he he, he seems to have figured out enough of that position to. To make it work? I don't know. I, I have in my notes, oh, Rios shouldn't be here next year. And fucking Rios is great. Keep him. And I, I can't figure him out, but I, I hope I'm seeing him figure out the system and himself like Jutson did last season. And because that is going to be only good for the Quakes. Um, And then again, just real quick, I want to, I know I'm kind of been bouncing around, but also that, Talking a little bit right there about the Quakes demolishing of Galaxy. After that, they come home. They play Seattle. Seattle's first in the West. Seattle has the best goal differential in the league. Seattle's fucking, the again, the class of the Western Conference. And they come into San Jose, and San Jose plays them to a 0-0 draw. And to be honest, the Quakes had the better chances. The Quakes... Not should have won that game because Stephen Fry is a real player and he, he you know, he's a factor, and he was the factor. That guy is so fucking good, man. That guy is so good. When I saw, I think it was one of the Toronto Seattle MLS Cups, and I think it was like in the eighty fifth minute or something. Josie does this amazing header to the corner of the goal. I'm already like, goddamn, Josie did it again. Of course. And and Stephen Fry leaps to the corner, and I think most people would know what what save I'm talking about. And he saves that, and I'm just like, I'm a fan. I'm a fan for life. As much as I dislike Seattle, this guy's a fucking beast, and he did some beast stuff to keep his team um, in the game and and keep San Jose off the scoreboard because San Jose kept his team off the score, and that 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 was huge to me. That to me was huge. The the Quakes had lost seven to one to Seattle. You have to avenge that. You have to show people that that was a fluke. That's not who you are. Um, but that also makes me wonder. Okay, so what what version of the San Jose Earthquakes is more accurate? That seven to one version that got their ass kicked. That gave up a touchdown to Seattle, or this one that went no zero to zero. That looked that. Again, looked like they could win the Western Conference based on the fact that that's the team that leads the Western Conference at the moment. So who, who are they? I don't know. I don't know. Like, And it. so I, I really hope it's... I believe it's that closer to that 0-0 zero to zero one, especially if Andy Rios can, can really figure it out. Um. 
Definitely, I wouldn't say MLS Cup contending team, but a fucking playoff team for sure. And we know the streaks this team can get on. Uh, but anyway, that was fucking great. 0-0 against Seattle last match. Um, I was following it, the live, the match thread on Reddit, um, because I knew the Sounder fans, they're going to be active on there. And all they could do was bitch about the pitch. And don't get me wrong. That is a terrible fucking soccer pitch. That is that is uh, pretty embarrassing. But if you grew up poor and played soccer, or if you've ever seen when the U.S. or MLS teams play other CONCACAF teams in Central America or the Caribbean, Pitches can get pretty fucked up. <laughs> it just can get pretty bad. And if you're sitting there bitching, if your team is one of the best teams in the league that is supposed to be contending for an MLS Cup and they they're can't beat a team that they beat 7-1 to one, you know, several weeks ago and all you can do is bitch about the pitch... Something was up with your team. Something was not going on. You were really not happy about something else. And also, again, okay, nobody's getting hurt. Nobody's coming. It's not, it seems, it looks bad. Yeah, it looks terrible. Um, But guess what? You do a little research. And again, people haven't done this for MLS because MLS stats are Terrible, terrible. Go to MLSsoccer.com. Look up the stats. It's fucking childish what they have there. Um, but anyway, for the NFL, some graduate student did a study of what NFL stadiums are the most dangerous to play on, uh, again, to get non-contact injuries. Guess who the fuck was number one? Century Link Field. That's fucking dangerous. It's always raining and you play on fucking plastic grass. Um, again, I this was definitely for NFL. I don't know how that correlates to, to Major League Soccer. I don't know if, if that transfers. But they were like, nope, we we factored in the Legion of Boom, I think is when they called their their defense in like 2012 to 2016 era. Um, like maybe they were just so violent. They were hurting people. Nope. Yeah. That's not how that again, with that factored in the most dangerous field to play on in the national football league for non-contact injuries is century link field. So for their fans to be complaining about a dangerous pitch is fucking laughable. So calm your tits. You were just bitching because your team was getting handled by a team that they should have been, they should have been easily. Let's be real. Anyway, <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that. So, uh, well, the quakes go on, dude. The, the matches continue. Next up for the San Jose Earthquakes, Vancouver, a team that they beat three to nothing on October 7th, the two. Two weeks ago, they are two and five. Vancouver's two and five in their last seven. They, I mean, they're, they're hanging on to that eighth place spot. 
They're they're right there, twenty one. How in the fuck do they are they above? They have a negative eighteen goal differential, also. Oh, because they have seven wins. Wins is before goal differential. So currently they're in the play. They are in the eighth position of the playoff or for the play on the table. Oh my god! Right, you know, tied with Salt Lake, but they beat them on wins. And and so yeah, so if the Quakes beat them, you put that would put at what six points. Five or six points. <laughs> if I could add to eight, it would be amazing. One day I'll figure it out. But it'll put twenty. Yeah, six points. It'll put six points. Two wins between you and Vancouver. However, you know I don't know what the other teams do. Again, Real Salt Lake is is also there. But guess who you have right after fucking Vancouver? Real Salt Lake. Okay, then LA, then LAFC, and you finish finish it off with Seattle. Those two are gonna be fucking grueling, but you got Vancouver, Real Salt Lake, the two teams that are right below you in the playoffs. You beat them. You don't guarantee your playoff spot. I'm gonna you. No, this is Major League Soccer. You don't guarantee shit. But you beat those two teams. You put yourself in a very good position. I know at that point. The Quakes would would be six one and one in their last eight, but that is not impossible. The way they're playing, and again, if Andy Rios can figure out that final step, um, then then you can do it. And I don't know, you put yourself in a really good spot, but I put myself in a very bad spot. I went a little too far. So I am going to cut this episode off right now. Um, Again, football without hesitation. Thanks for listening. It's been a great month to be a Quakes fan. These next two matches are going to mean a lot. We may even do, holy shit, Santa Clara County. I I won't get into that. We'll talk about it next episode. But they they have said, uh, sports can be open a uh, 20% capacity Levi's had already said Kisichingen we're not opening our team's not that good right now <laughs> we don't want people to see this shit live um, uh, uh, Quakes just sent an email that said hey this is this is what is allowed we are going to talk with the, the league and see what's up so hey I don't know. Some of you crazy fucks might get to go watch a, a Quakes game. As much as I love the team, I don't think I'll go this season. But anyway, football without hesitation. Oz, thanks again. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next time. Peace.